everybody. You're listening to On The Fly with Devin and Dana, the show that explains today's biggest topics, trends, and questions for people who love all things multifamily. Hey guys, thanks for joining this week. We are here with Alex from Rent Dynamics. Yay, Alex. Hello. I'm Hello. so excited to be here. All the way from Utah. In person. He is here. He made a flight yesterday. Devin's trying to kill me. She makes me go to the East Coast and after daylight savings time. Yes. So it's like <laughs> it was rough. It's like 3 a.m. in Utah right now. Yeah, it is. We have lots of coffee for you, Alex. So I want to get started with how you met us. Um, I know that in Miami a couple years ago, right? It was you met American Landmark, and I want to hear about the first time you met Joe Lubeck. Yeah, so Rachel and your team met with my team at NAA when it was in San Diego. I didn't meet them there, and they volunteered me to fly to Miami the next week and do a presentation for a group I'd never met. So I... (laughs) had to get a flight because it was literally the next week. The only thing that was available was a red eye. So I take the red eye. I had like two hours that I could crash. So I like tried to take a quick nap and then go to a presentation with like 30 people in the room that I'd never met. And I was like, I, they don't know me. How am I going to get their attention? <laughs> so I started the presentation with uh, nothing but gifts. And I didn't know any of the team. And one of my first gifts was, you know, I was like, here's the goal for today. And it was, uh, Scrooge McDuck jumping into a pile of gold coins. And I didn't know who Joe Lubeck was. And Joe says, I like that. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> so, and we started getting in the presentation and he was on point. Like every time he'd have a comment, that was my next slide. So I would say, perfect. I point to him and hit the next slide and it had, you know, what he wanted to talk about. And he did that through the whole presentation. It was awesome. And then at the end, again, I didn't know who he was. I said, hey, if that guy ever needs a job, have him give me a call. <laughs> and every, everybody laughs. And then uh, Sarah comes up to me after the presentation and said, you know, that's Joe that owns our company, right? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have been there I for know, that. I know, me too. That's amazing. <sighs> have you ever lived in an apartment? So I lived in an apartment. And uh, for everybody that's worked with Erica Bronson, who's the Rent Plus account manager, she was actually the manager of the community. So it was right across the street from work. And I am embarrassed to say I drove to work more often than I walked, even though it was like a two minute walk. <laughs> it's cold, there's snow. Like I don't want to do that. That's okay. I lived out at the, an apartment community and I drove to work too, <laughs> at and, the, to the clubhouse. And so. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's a really far walk to get up to the clubhouse. And my most embarrassing story was it was just right after work. Um, There's a restaurant right there. We were meeting some people for dinner. We went to dinner and I was sending an email and walking. And so I wasn't paying attention. And my apartment is on the third floor. So I lived in F building. Well, I walked up the third floor stairs of E building and walked right into the wrong apartment and scared this poor woman to death. Oh, my oh okay, wait. Alex. I, I have an apartment. Okay, I have a story too. Was that, were you done with yeah, yours? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Dana just Luckily, got really that's excited. the end of the story. I did. Um, so that was, that's my most embarrassing too, is I walked in with what? Nothing. I can't wait to hear what you walked into. I'm very excited about this. (laughs) Well, I was was setting up a mini model, and I I was climbing up the second floor, the stairs, and uh, with my mini model stuff. And 
I saw something furry come down the stairway. And I thought, oh, that's that's a cute cat. And then I turned, <laughs> I turned around, and it wasn't a cat; it was a raccoon. And we both look at each other, and I start running, and he starts running after me. Oh, and God. <laughs> so I was running, running, and so I I went, I opened the, up the door and went into the apartment that I thought was the mini model, but I accidentally went up to the third floor instead of the second floor. Oh, and this guy, <laughs> and it was a residence apartment. Yeah, good yeah. reminder to lock your doors, people, yeah. even when you're it's home. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing in the mini model? <laughs> Why are you in my mini model apartment? He goes, I'm, not, I'm in my apartment. I said, well, there was a raccoon that chased me. He thought I was nuts. He's like, okay, let's call. Let's call the police. So, yes, I walked in or ran into uh, a residence apartment oh because gosh. of the raccoon that no one ever believed me about i believe you okay so so check your uh, apartment door before you go in and uh make sure your make sure you have the right shots are up to date watch out for those raccoons. i had a squirrel jump on one of my prospects during a tour one time <laughs> it was the most horrific tour i've ever had it was what did the prospect do they they definitely were not happy they threatened to sue over the squirrel. Over wow. a squirrel? We yeah. planted, they thought you planted I guess. Something? I don't know. Like, it was a very angry squirrel. <laughs> I We never found him. They wanted us to call out, like, the humane, you know, people to come get him. And Did you give the squirrel a name in the incident report? I I give all of my squirrels a name, but it's all the same name. It's the same squirrel all the time. Just sometimes he's cranky and sometimes he's not. So his name would be Fred. We okay. call all the squirrels Freds. Okay, Fred. Yeah, yeah. Fred. we call the raccoons Cooney because they would come, and then they would come in the office and steal our French fries from McDonald's inside the office. Yeah, they'd go in the kitchen and I, oh, there goes Cooney again with my French fries from McDonald's. Was yeah. that in Tampa? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> Those uh, raccoons right will get off it. of. It was on okay. off of the bay. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Well, let me see. West Shore Boulevard off the bay. It was called Dolphin Point. Now I'm aging myself because Dolphin. Have you heard of Dolphin? Yeah, Point? Yeah, I'm gonna edit that out for you. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> It's now well, for uh, those of you West Shore something, isn't it? Bay Shore something, Bay yeah. something. I don't know. It was Dolphin Point, right yep. on the water. Lots of raccoons because of the mangroves and yes, those it raccoons will get into everything. They ended up putting like locks on the. You remember when we did the valley trash and they would have the little latches on them? Yeah, because they thought the raccoons wouldn't get into them, but no. No, they're smart. They would still unlatch them and then get into your trash. They're mean too. They bark like dogs. Because we used to have to catch them. <laughs> I don't like raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> I am finding out new stuff about Dana every day. Okay, so on from raccoons. Yeah, new topic. The, the uh, apartment industry. So you moved into your apartment. Erica was your leasing professional. What was what? Are, what were some good experiences that you had? Like, for I, we want to know from a customer's point of view. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you look for when you come into the apartment, or what? matters to you well for me number one is my eight-year-old daughter is is making sure that she's happy so yes. she loved the apartment the two things that she loved the most she loved the pool and she loved to come to the gym with me so there was like a little back gym it was always empty it was perfect spoiled me forever like never want to go back to actual gym and she'd jump around and she'd jump on the boxes and she had her own little workout routine that she'd do and so she loved it. She loved everything except walking up the stairs. Um, <laughs> and so for me, it was it was kind of fun because I'd been in the apartment industry. 
for a long time before I actually lived in the apartment. So when I was in the apartment, I was like, okay, what, what is this like? And um, it was very interesting, like all the way around, just kind of checking out. And two things I never would have thought was how much like the way your apartment faces is how much light you get in your apartment. Yes. And I was kind of on the backside. So no matter what, it was always a little dark. Like I couldn't get enough light. And I never would have even thought about that. But it really, I'm trying to think, we faced, I was, I was facing west. And it was dark all the time in that apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely something to think about. You know, yep. if, if you want that darkness or if you want the, some people don't think, you know, go mm-hmm. when people move out an apartment, walk that apartment, see what it has, see what, what way it faces, the views it has, because um, that makes such a difference. The other thing was, and Erica will tell you this, this is the number one thing that drove her nuts was the internet speed. So it was across the street from their corporate office and they just piped the internet over from the corporate office, which during the day was plenty for that, for like the corporate office, but in the evening for, you know, 200 apartments it wasn't enough and so they included internet for all the residents but they piped it in from the corporate office they they didn't include it 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 was you know i think it was like eh, it wasn't bad i think it was like 70 bucks a month and you got like direct tv you know like one of the the cable packages Mm -hmm. and but the internet was real slow and then i know when covid hit and everybody was working from home that was just like we got to upgrade and i felt so bad for it because the upgrade was scheduled but because of covid they couldn't get the techs out to you know upgrade the infrastructure so internet speed is i would say it's got to be isn't that got to be number like top five for everybody yeah right tech now? packages and, yeah. and how quick the speed is for sure you were saying yesterday to me about the amenity package like don't just rattle off all your amenities to me right you were saying because you can look at all that online right? and how important it is to find out your needs and what you're looking for. I mean, isn't that how you guys shop? Like I shop now and I go online and I know everything about it. And if I'm in a store or talking to someone, it's really to confirm things that I already know. And to me, it's a lot more about how I feel. Like, how do I feel in this building? How do I feel in this conversation? Do I feel like if I'm going to have a problem, that you're going to take care of me. Like, I know, like, I know where you're located. I know Mm -hmm. this is a two bedroom. I know what the floor plan is. Like, I've already thought about all that. I just want to, I want to check and see if it fits for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about the feeling. It is about the feeling. And the connection. And connection, yeah, that's what I was just going to say with the person. Because you're right, this is, you know, big money that you're spending every month and you want to make sure they're going to take good care of you. And I was in uh, Chicago two weeks ago and I was talking to, a marketing person there and he had just come from the four seasons like the hotel chain and so he one of the first things he did was as he walked the properties and got the fill is he said i know it's missing it's like it's the music and he said for four seasons we have you know curated curated playlists for the lobby the pool area and they all have different like beats per minute and the different beats per minute all evoke a different energy. So he's like, I, he showed me on his phone. He's like, I got it all set up, all the different playlists that I can play. And he, he would starts playing like the lobby one. And I'm like, you're right. This is, he's like, I want it. It's kind of like upbeat, but relaxed. And he's like, the pool, I want like a little bit more of a tropical fun vibe. So it's a little bit fast. And he was like yes. explaining all this to me. He's like, 
I would never have thought of each of those things, but now I'm hearing it. I'm like, it totally does. It makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to be at the pool and listen to elevator music, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no. You got to have fun. Mm -hmm. I like the little details, the smells too. Mm -hmm. I feel like smells a really big one that people don't think about a lot. Yeah, and I think that's like the biggest one when you walk into like an apartment. And for me, like I talk about creating that feeling is the smell. Like if it doesn't smell good, I'm not going to feel good. I don't mm -hmm. do well with stuff that stinks. <laughs> but then having the right pleasant smell, because what smells good to one person is not what smells good to or the general people. Or an overwhelming Yeah, yes. it's got to be subtle. Yes. yes. Remember when we used to put like um, apple pies in the mm -hmm. oven mm -hmm. because by the time you warm them, it creates like the perfect smell. Yeah. Like we used to do that. Like and cookies, yep. And just warm them. I love that smell. Is that something they do for the the mini models? Yeah, the mini yeah. models for your team, are the so models have, we yeah. Do you check the smells? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we used to do back in the day the apple pie. Now everybody just throws air fresheners in, but then sometimes the air fresheners do not smell well, good. Well, they smell fake a lot of times. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can tell. Mm-hmm. What are uh, creative ways people get your attention? For me, and this is just me, it's got to be novel. It's got to disrupt like my normal like pattern of thought. Like I was at a keynote a few years ago and it was the head of innovation for Disney and he called them thought rivers. And he said, you were never creative when you're in your thought river. So that's why you're, if you're like sitting at your desk, you're typing away, you're never going to be creative. He said, that's why you get good thoughts when you're in the shower or you're taking a walk, you're taking a drive. It's like you disrupted your normal thought pattern. And for me, that's when you get my attention. And I was thinking, um, some of the things that I really like are just, they're, they're different. So when I think about even like a follow-up, to me that's always like draw a stick figure on a piece of paper, put it on the counter in the apartment the person was looking at, take a picture, send it and say, hey Dana, I can just picture you in the apartment, can't you? You know, stuff like be that. Be different, right. Yeah. Don't be, yeah, exactly, because everyone does the same thing. If, you, if you're different, you'll stand out. I love the river story though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. That, that for me, the best way, if I have a problem, I can't figure out. We, um, back in Utah, our office backs up to about 40 miles of national forest in the mountains. And so if I really have something tough, like I'll go up, there's a trail, one of my favorite trails, and you're out of cell phones. Like the moment you go into that canyon, you're out of cell phone range. So you leave your cell phone in the car, you go do the loop. It's about, you know, it takes me about an hour, three and a half miles, tons of hills. And I tell you what, like anytime I've gone up there with like a problem and done that little loop, I figure it out. But I could sit at my desk all day long and I would not be able to figure it out. And all right. So for me to develop uh, training courses, I need to uh, go to River. So did you hear that, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> I can't be here in you the office. You need to go sit on the beach by <laughs> yes. yourself and relax and yes. stare at the water. I'm no longer in the office anymore. For the creative yes. part. You <laughs> still, you know, once you go back to you Dana. come back to your, your desk and type it all out. Yes. <laughs> I'm not I'm not responsible for that. That's true, though. You just have to walk Alex, away from things sometimes. Alex said... <laughs> What about the craziest ranting story in the apartment industry? Oh, my gosh. And then I want to hear what gets your two attention, too. But my craziest story, and I'm in Utah, mind you, cold, no alligators. I'm in college, and we are moving into this house. It's just it's a private house. It's near campus. And we go to move all of our stuff in. It's the day. And we go into the living room, and there is an aquarium, and it has four or five alligators inside of it. <laughs> 
and they are you know i thought like at first i was like okay i'm gonna go pick one of these up like how like let me i'm gonna tell go mess me with you these. tried to pick one up well i was going to and then i got to the tank and i was like man these are those teeth are bigger than how i would have thought were the alligators you know they were probably you have a picture like 20 or 29 yes and i do have a picture because it made the news and the headline was, see you later, alligators. See you later, alligators. So for everybody listening, we're going to post this. So you can see these little, well, they're not so little. They're but the, little in the but picture. But the babies. Yes. Dana, I'm there showing you. the picture to Dana right now. We're going to post this so everybody can see the alligators. That Alex found I need his to go back. Up. So you walk into an apartment. <laughs> so it was a house. Like, it and was this like, is not a Florida story. No, this is Utah. This mm-hmm. is Logan, Utah at the esteemed, uh, you know, Ivy League caliber Utah State University, which anybody that's been on a call with me knows how good my math skills are. <laughs> so you walk into the house and there's a tank of alligators. Yeah, apparently the people that lived there before never cleaned it out and they were from like Louisiana and they had just brought them back across the country with them. That's As pets or to I think. What were they I don't know. I, and then you, the news crew came out. Then the news crew what came happened out. Did they them? interview you? They got I think it was a it's in the article. I think it was a class B misdemeanor. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, do people in Utah even know what to do with alligators? No, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I would have, I would, like I said, I was going to go pick it up, but then I saw the teeth were huge. Yeah. Maybe I, they were going to make gator bites. Well, so that's what I was going to say. Were they going to eat them? I hope not. They're real cute in the picture. They are cute. I thought yeah. they were very cute. Except for the teeth. Yeah, the, yeah. Teeth, the teeth were scary. We're gonna post a picture of the alligators for everybody to so see. So I would I would not count that as a creative way to get people's attention as putting alligators. <laughs> Thank you for making that clear. But with the Tiger King connection to Tampa, <laughs> I was pitching I was pitching Sarah on this. I said I really think that would be a great way. Is uh, you know you have you have a tiger habitat in the middle of the common area. I guarantee I, I guarantee that property gets more leads. I mean, leads, yes, but not qualified. Don't don't make my job crazy, Alex. From your side, from the marketing side, what do you think? What's the most, like, what are you seeing that's creative that gets people's attention? That's a good question. As far as getting the leads to the property? Getting the leads to the property or once they've toured. And I think this is the other piece, too, is when you're being creative, you also have to build, like, that you know, the relevancy and the credibility. It yep. can't just be weird to be weird. Yes. But I think it's got to build, like, the your credibility. Like, that's where, for me, when you get my attention, you're going to get my attention first. But if you send me, like, a clickbait email title, like, yep. you missed something, like, then I'm just going to be mad One when thing, I read it. Yeah. I have seen a couple people who are sending follow-up videos that are really cute. I love that. I like the team videos people will record cute videos of everybody very authentic fun videos of their team to do follow-ups that's really fun you have to do something creative that not everybody else is doing that will be authentic it cannot be super fake you have to be authentic with everything now i feel like Mm -hmm. it can't be i'm doing this because of a you know, because somebody told me to do it. I, I'm doing this because it's on a checklist. It has to be very authentic and you have to be able to put your feelings into it. People can tell. I think that's one of the easiest things you can do is people can tell if you care about them. Mm-hmm. It, yes. You can't fake that. Like, and, and so I think the e- one of the easiest things you can do is actually care. It's harder, yes. but like actually care about making them. Making a real connection with people. And it's silly that you have to tell people like to just make a connection, but 
there are not a lot of people that do that. Listening to Hale's podcast with, you know, with us, mm-hmm. he goes out and shops people all the time. And he's like, it's just not a good experience. And he talks about that one guy that was, he probably he said he probably wouldn't have passed the shop, but he was like, hey, man, <laughs> what's going on? And he said, I just had a better connection and a better experience because with him. Because it was him. natural. Right, because that was just his, his personality and his attitude. And he said the experience was so much better than anybody else's. So and in that, I think there's, you know, you talk about a personal connection and it's like, well, okay, I just connect with some people. I don't with others. But You I, pretty much connect with everybody, Alex. But, like, yeah, I think Alex. there's a few things that you can do that help. And so I wasn't, like, I look at this and it was in a, you know, back in the day on something else. It wasn't an apartment community. But when I got transferred to this new area, there was, you know, like, it was a region. There was about 300 people. And when I first went there, I took the roster and I uh, made flashcards of everybody's name and like just one thing about them. And I would go through those flashcards. And so, you know, I was able to pick it up in a week or two and we made the connection so much faster because I knew who they were. And they really felt hurt because I, I made the time and effort to learn who they were. And I think that's like something if you can do at your property and know who, the, know who your residents are. Um, Even the ones that don't come into the office and drive Mm -hmm. you nuts. I think that's really, really important. And then I think the other thing is you can find common ground with everyone. And you have to find that common ground in order to build that connection. And that can be about dogs. All all the three of us in here could talk about our dogs. (laughs) Forever. Dog of the month. All day long. Yeah, we have a dog of the month program at my (laughs) house. I was dying. (laughs) He told me that he has a dog of the month. Um, and I said, for your work? And he said, no, at home. Yeah, yeah. for their three dogs. That it's always a competition of which dog is dog of the month. You bring your dogs to work, don't you? We, or no, wait, that's another company. That's no, a different company. That was okay. Mike's old company. We, yes. we have, we're not technically supposed to bring our dogs to work. You usually can find one dog in the office <laughs> per day. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought he was talking about, mm-hmm. the, dog, the dog of the month for the office. But he says, no, at home. But whatever it is, and I think like you just find, and if you have that curiosity um, and and ask questions about people, you'll find that common ground. And then I find when you're connected with people, then it's not work, then it's just fun. And yeah. that's like when I come visit your team, it's not work to me to be in your office. It's all people I care about. I want to know what's going on. I'm going to go ask Dan how his new house is. I'm going well, to go. Well, th- that's what I noticed yesterday because Jordan just joined us. He was on site with us, and I was surprised that you knew him. And then you said, "Oh, what about the school bus? What's happening with your school bus that you converted?" I thought, "Wow, how does Alex even because of the Christmas party? Yeah, just you start and you because he's crazy like that in mm-hmm. a good way, not crazy bad." <laughs> He will go, like, you guys were at the Christmas party with Tampa. Was that, that wasn't even this year, was it? It was the year before? Yeah. And he met everybody, talked to everybody about work, personal. Two weeks later, I saw him, and he was like, oh, how so-and-so with this? And, oh, here is their feedback. And, oh, they're really great at this. I'm like, how How did you have time to do that? Is that when we, it was a crazy tourist, the... No, it was no. like the year after, though. Like he, I mean, and how do you keep all of that in your brain? Well, I think there's a couple <laughs> things. One is like, remember I said, for me, it's novelty. So if it's different, that keys in my brain. So like a school bus is different. Yeah. Gavin's Boston accent is different. And so <laughs> it's like easy, easy to remember some of those things. And I think the other thing, too, is your brain is triggered to remember novel things. There's a, I read a book, it's called moonwalking with Einstein and it was a reporter and this reporter was uh, assigned to cover the world memory championships 
And so they go and they have to memorize the order of a deck of cards or they have to memorize as much as they can in the book and they get crazy amounts done. And so this reporter decides to compete in the, in the, and starts training. And there was a couple of things. And one, like the easiest one, there's kind of two main things they talked about, were like the common strategies. And the first one's just a mnemonic device. And so that's something that's got that sound, that feeling um, that you can always remember. Because your brain can store everything. It's just recalling it. And so you have to give it something novel. And they said the more outlandish and the more you know, shocking that you have tied to it, the easier it is for your brain to remember. And then the second piece was a memory palace. And so these people will build a home and they will store a memory in the different locations. So if you need to recall something, you go down the path, you're like, okay, I've got the white shutters, I've stored a couple memories here, I open the front door, the grand piano's in the living room, my memories for this are stored here. And they will build this whole house in their brain and associate certain areas with different memories. And I know it's silly, but for me, those types of things really help because you know, I need to know, in order to, you know, kind of talked about it before, to provide an emotional connection in this and this feeling when you're in a conversation, I have to know you. Like, mm. I, I'm not going to talk to Devin about West Coast sports. You know, I stayed up too late watching the <laughs> jazz game last night, but I West know. Coast music, yes. West Coast sports, no. Yeah. We can talk about terrazzo floors and mid century architecture in Palm Springs, but we can't talk about the jazz bucks game last no. night. Terrazzo floors, yes. Bucks, no. And so it's funny, but just even you talk about terrazzo floors, every time I'm in the airport, like I you notice think, them now. Well, and I think of Devin. Like yeah. every time I'm in the airport, I look down, I see the floor, I'm like, I think of Devin. And so it's just a really interesting thing of I'd be anywhere in the country and Devin pops into my mind because I see these floors. Brain Palace. We're learning some really good terms on this podcast. We are. Brain Palace. I like that. What's the most embarrassing moment? Oh, I oh, want to know this. Oh, I heard your raccoon okay. story. Devin, what was yours? The squirrel? That wasn't embarrassing, though, necessarily. What was your most no, embarrassing moment on site? It wasn't super embarrassing. I think just the amount of times I've fallen. <laughs> oh, I'm super clumsy. It, falling up the stairs, falling down the stairs, falling in the middle of the parking lot when there's nothing, wearing flats, hitting the grass because the St. Augustine grass <laughs> is so thick. Up again, like it's just the thickest grass. It grows like a wall, right in the middle of just talking, just hitting it. And then the lizards too. They're like kamikaze lizards. They will go right under your feet, so that way you freak out and you don't want to step on them. There was one time though at Snell that we had a shark on the third floor of our building while I was showing. Uh, somebody had caught it and lugged it all the way up to the third floor. That was pretty horrific. I don't know if that was embarrassing, but. Yeah, so there was like a dead six foot shark. Oh my gosh. On wow. the third floor of the breezeway. Have you ever taken the golf cart and thought you could get through the breezeways and you get stuck? <laughs> I've never gotten stuck, Dana. Um, I have definitely driven through the breezeways in no, the I golf got, cart, I but I didn't stuck. get stuck. Yeah, I got stuck. Who got you out? I thought, I was like, oh, I can make it. <laughs> I don't know why I was going through the. It should have, like when you come in our parking garage, it should have a warning, six feet. Oh, was it too tall or was it too wide? The golf cart was too tall, so I got oh. yeah stuck on, I think it was the stairs. One of the, my maintenance guys flipped it over into the lake. That was sad. Lots of golf stuck. cart stories. Yes. We drove ours through the water one time at Snell to go get somebody stuck in their vehicle in the water. 
Because I mean, the golf cart sunk is stuck on the sidewalk if you're driving okay. through the water. Yeah. Wow. A lot of weird stories. I don't know if they're really embarrassing, but the falling is, is definitely embarrassing. But I will tell you, you almost always will get a lease when you fall. People oh, feel really so she did bad. it all the time. You um, always felt, not intentionally. They felt sorry, but felt sorry for you. Yeah, I think that's why I was such a good leaser is because I was very <laughs> clumsy. But I felt like you let your guard down. You showed like vulner- vulnerability. Yes. And I think that matters to people. I think people don't <laughs> want to feel like they're getting sold to. And they want to know that it's like you were saying. I think they want to know that it's authentic. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do think if, you know, a lot of times we're programmed when we first meet people to, you know, kind of put the guard up and be, you know, like really formal. Yes. And I you know, that's not authentic. I mean, unless that's who you are. And But I don't think most people are really Mm-mm. like that. <laughs> no. The shark on the third floor is definitely authentic. <laughs> but that's like, that's really what they're getting. <laughs> and so, if you live here. Yeah. We always say that we, there month. should always, there should be a reality TV show on there the apartment be. industry because there's so many stories and crazy stories to tell. Yes. And I don't know why they haven't done it yet. Build, like start the reality TV show where everybody who moves in signs a waiver from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and so we can film on it all the time. And then it wouldn't be a privacy issue, right? Because everybody's yeah. signing and consenting to be filmed. But the, but the Whoever's Im- listening to this, start a reality TV show. <laughs> it's really interesting, though. Like, you talk about all those crazy situations and things are going on, but the teams usually hand the, handle all of those with such class. Like, I am always impressed when I hear these stories and then hear how the manager, like, showed empathy and like took care of them and like handled someone driving a car into the clubhouse like it's they handle they have so many different things thrown at them and they That's handle true. it well mm-hmm. and it's been one of the things we've been playing with so I've, uh we've been working this last year our our cto his name's tim um used to work in aviation he worked with a team out of vietnam and so we expanded our team with this group of software engineers out of Vietnam. And they have, um, the company we work with there, they have like 4,000, or no, 40,000 software developers. And they've done about everything, so you can get these teams. So we pulled together a team of, you know, about 20 AI developers. And what we have, we're having them do some really cool stuff. So we've had them first, we took, you know, all the phone calls, turned it into words and then you can use AI and it's a really cool piece. Um, there's kind of two pieces. The AI groups your conversations and can tell if they're similar, even if they have different words. Like if you're talking about moving in, you know, they'll pull all the like terms. And then there's another piece called machine learning and machine learning is you tell it what it is and you tell it the outcome you want and it does the rest. So you can say, is this what you wanted me to do? Yes or no. And as you do that, it learns and adjusts and We've been playing with that to really kind of do a few things like for shops, like help understand what's actually working with shops, you know, identify who these callers are automatically without people doing um, some pieces. But that's the number one thing I've learned going through that is through negative experiences, how much empathy teams respond to difficult people with. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and it's your home. Like you're going to be passionate about it. If something goes wrong at your home, you care. And I think people really discount how much negative experiences, if handled correctly, can build relationships. Like, if you want someone to renew at your property, handle a tough situation well. Yeah. Like, even better than them having a perfect experience from move in to move out, go through something tough together and build that trust with them. I agree. I always tell people it's not 
the bad situation that makes or breaks the relationship. It's how it's handled. We went to breakfast this weekend and there was a girl and our our appetizer was wrong and then breakfast was wrong. She put the wrong omelet in, but she was so apologetic. And by the time she got the omelet back out, she's like, I'm so sorry I put the wrong one in. It's my first day. But you couldn't tell because she was handling all the tables by herself. Nobody was helping her. And she was so polite and she was so quick about everything. I was like, it's okay. Like, it's totally fine. You took care of it. And then they gave us a discount on our check without us even asking. Like, it was, she was polite. She wasn't argumentative. Even, you know, she admitted it was her fault. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's my first day. I was like, oh, it's your first, like, you're doing a great job for your first day. This is something I get from people who have been working here for five years. Well, and can I tell you, I, we probably wouldn't be talking about it if the breakfast was on without a hitch. Like, it was Seriously. just a great breakfast. Yeah, true. You know, you got the right omelet the first yep. time. You wouldn't be talking about nope. it right now. But it's it's interesting how much more memorable those bad situations that people handle well are versus just a good experience yep. in general. We even told the manager that she did a great job, and we will probably go back and ask for Tiffany next time we are there. I even remember her name, so. See? It was a good one. So we're talking about um, your new system. You mentioned one of your new systems. Yeah. What are some of the other things that are coming in our systems? Talk about some things you guys are working on. Yeah, we are, we've got a couple cool ones. I mean, everybody's used us. We've, we've done the CRM stuff. We talked up a little bit of, that's called Voice of Customer, and it it's really, really cool. We're about to turn it loose for Devin to get her, get her feedback, see what she thinks. Really excited about that one. Yeah, and for you too, because we've been, uh, we've been messing with training models too, so you can like kind of create your own Yay. training model and have it kind of check everything out. Um, one of the ones that I'm most excited for, and it's actually, so you guys worked with my brother Blake for a long time, and he actually got moved to cover it, is we are really focused on the area of social responsibility. Um, and there are so many things that we can do to help and your teams can do to help um, because they touch so many people's homes. And so we said, hey, with Rent Plus, we're really trying to help them improve their credit and financial story. Um, and we found that we also can really help people when it's time. And I call it graduate, graduate to owning a home. Like <laughs> there's a lot of things that you have to kind of have done to move into a home. And you know what? Like I, I really think if people's ultimate goal is to buy a home, they're going to do it no matter what. You're not going to like they're not going to re they're not going to re up their their lease for another year if they're dead set on buying a home. They're just not. Yeah. And there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, like kind of like your story of building trust with them and their network um, on along that process. So we just uh, started a new program. It's called uh, the Advantage Program. It's called TAP. And it's just a referral basis where we can connect residents with um, home buying resources. So like real estate agents and mortgage support. And what we found with that is we did, we've done betas. We've done betas on about 50,000 units so far. And what we found is people are more likely to renew their lease. Like not more likely to buy a home, but they're more likely to renew a lease because they feel like they're partners with their community and their communities invest in their long-term goal. And then along that way, you know, if they do buy a home, um, they get help with closing costs. We've also made it available to employees of the companies to do. And it's been a lot of fun just to see all these stories of people, you know, they're, they're years away from buying a home in a lot of cases, but 
they feel happy that someone cares and supports them on their journey. And that's a that's a really, really big thing. I'm sure your, your teams will hear more about, um, but just in the ESG world. So there's just a huge renewed focus, which is really cool, of you know doing good things, like helping the environment, reducing climate change, you know, it's kind of like the E, environmental, um, S for social and G for governance. And it's it's really been all over the place and really exploded, but it's good. I love being able to create that relationship that's going to last beyond them just renting a home with us. You know, if you know somebody is going to be buying a home and they're coming in, they're saying, oh, I just need to do a seven-month lease in between looking for a home to purchase or I've just moved to the area but we know we want to buy a house. Why not help build that relationship? You never know when the market is topping out and they're going to sell their home. They need to go back to another apartment short term too. So they're going to remember that relationship and say- Or refer people. Yeah, or refer people. It's the karma, right? Five-star review and tell everybody where are you going to go move? Yeah, it benefits everybody. The person buying the home, they're getting things out of it. You're building that relationship and in return, it's creating a better business for them. So- it's good all around. It's so funny when you do the right thing for the right reason. I really do feel like the universe rewards you. I know that's like probably the most spiritual I get on anything, but <laughs> I do think, and that comes like, have, you, have either of you, have you read the, the Alchemist? No. That is such a, such a cool book. It's a story of, you know, this guy and, you know, he learns the life lessons on the way. And one of my favorites, like kind of the first lesson he learns through that is the law of enthusiasm. And it talks about the universe rewards you for that. Like you can tell what you're putting into stuff. And I really think that's one of, you know, the things I've experienced in my life is you really, I mean, I've heard it all throughout my life. It's like, you get what you put in and that's true in whatever it is. If you have a bad attitude about something, you're going to have a bad experience. If you have a good attitude about something, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have a great experience and it doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, just try, just try. (laughs) What else are you seeing out there in our industry? Um, it's a it's a really interesting time, I think, um, just because apartment communities are really so full in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I feel like there's just general unrest. You know, people kind of don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's some weird things economically. We've got some of the inflation. And so I really think right now I'm seeing a lot of people kind of wondering what to do. I think a lot of stuff is moving more and more online, especially in your mm-hmm. world, Devin. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked about videos earlier. I think video, self-service, um, being able to connect with residents of the community before they move in um, is getting more and more important. And I'm also seeing, you know, just a, a little bit more separation on people that are embracing change versus resisting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that was a, a huge thing uh, theme for me kind of throughout COVID is, you know, you know, like I even look at restaurants, like so many restaurants struggled, but Chick-fil-A, the line was wrapping around the building twice now instead of just once. So there are those opportunities, I think, to embrace technology and also be smart. And I think uh, one of the first things we're starting to see is Gen Z. I mean, we've heard about millennials forever, but really Gen Zers are, are graduating and entering the rental, uh, you know, potential renters these days. And Gen Z is totally different from millennials. They grew up during the recession. They're a lot smarter with their money. They're not all about the flash. They're, you know, a little less about the travel experience um, and kind of creating those experiences. And they're they're really, really savvy. Um, they're savvy and they also want to connect with brands that they share values with. That's really, really important. 
Um, if they don't share the same value with you, they won't purchase from you. And I think that goes back, I mean, we touched on it a few times, uh, being authentic and doing good. And they will not buy from you if they do not feel like you're in it to do something good. I agree. That's a big thing that we're starting to see is just everybody highlighting their values and people really just getting thrown under the bus because they're not authentic and they're not, you know, a lot of companies are just taking a dive because they're just not authentic and their companies are being more exposed with from their consumers. And I think that's a, a cool thing. I think I look about your teams and working for American Landmark. I mean, nobody made you do like your Landmark 360 stuff. Like that was just in your DNA is to provide people good homes and do right by people. And not, sadly, not everybody can say that. I mean, they travel the country and not everybody's employer feels the same way about things. And so I think it's really cool. I've also... I really like your teams. I feel like your teams do the right thing so <laughs> They really often. like you, Alex. Um, I would also say it's not my thing. I'm definitely not the Gen Z, but I have definitely seen uh, a few of your teams kill it on TikTok. And I know TikTok, especially local, because it's the app is so pervasive and I think uh, kind of, you know, a little too much gets out of the privacy stuff, but it's hyper local. So if they if they tag it with the location, it's going to show up for users in that area. Mm -hmm. And what a great way, if you're being authentic, if it is your thing, again, it's not me. You will not find me posting and doing dances on TikTok. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I feel like, so Shelby uh, is waiting for you after the podcast no, to do our TikTok. No, that's nope, our, that's nope. on our to-do list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, we got you signed up for the TikTok challenge today. No, no, no. Um, nope. <laughs> but see, that's why you got to know. You got to know who you are. That is definitely not me. But no, I've seen your teams and they are really authentic and they do such a good job at it. And again, I do think TikTok's taking a little bit of liberties with some of the rules, but it will show up in the local feeds. I agree. Shelby's working on that right now with our teams. It's cool. We're really excited to see how that kind of... Um, I don't know, grows for our teams and really having them enjoy doing it too. We want to give them things that are fun that also allow them to reach new people in different audiences. So I think they're really going to enjoy what she's got coming for TikTok. That's cool. It'll be really fun what about, for them. Dana, what about in your world, the learning world? The learning world. With TikTok? No, just in oh. general. <laughs> I was say, Dana's also uh, scheduled for TikTok challenge. Dana, today. Dana's on my team <laughs> on my, that. I feel no, like, but Andrew, uh, he he's on the TikTok. Mm -hmm. He he can do that for sure. I'll just watch. I'll film. It surpassed uh, Google in usage. I'm trying to remember the stats. Mike Mike from my team would know the stats better than I do, but I know that it surpasses number one. What, which is so interesting to think in the last couple of years, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. Dana was um, our TikTok star, though, uh, on our story. Well, because I made it on my TikTok. Wait, do I know about this? Yeah, the uh, the Bucky's <laughs> video. Oh, Bucky's, yeah. Dana. Oh, oh my gosh, I went to Bucky's for the first. Look, I get all excited. I went to Bucky's for the first time. Have it, do you know what a Bucky's is? I do through your team and through oh. Rachel. <laughs> okay, so we just got them in we, Florida. Yes, and we drove to Jacksonville last week, and so we had to off to go to Bucky's and it was very exciting because I've never been and yes and I walked in I'm like we're here she was waving like she was Miss America telling everybody it was her first time it's it was first time. so they were so, so afraid as soon as we walked in they're like hey welcome to Bucky's I'm like we are here she so was so happy what makes it so special though like I know because everybody loves it they it's have different. Beef... it's authentic there you go they have a beef jerky bar 
That's authentic. Who else has a beef jerky bar? I mean, it no, is nobody. A <laughs> lot. One of those. Every type, flavor. Beef. It's huge. It's a Walmart gas station. Uh-huh. They have clothes. They have yeti. They have jewelry. They have food. And they just they have the cute Bucky. Yeah, Bucky, Bucky the Beaver. Uh-huh. So they know. Look, who, look at Alex looking I'm just at us thinking, like. I'm like, so they know who they are, and they really lean into it. Exactly. Is that? Do you think that's it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was so great that Dana was just—I've never seen her so excited before. I should have bought a Bucky. I tried there. to get. There was a whole wall of Buckies, and there you is. should have gotten a Bucky. We even took our picture in front of it, posting it now. So if Let's you go if you back. got a bad shop score and you want to get back on Dana's good side, send her a Bucky. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that is exactly. <laughs> what For if, those of you what out if, there, what if they had a Bucky blanket? <gasps> they did have Bucky blankets there, <laughs> travel blankets. So Dana and I have blankets we bring with us when we travel. Really long story, uh, but Dana loves Snoopy, and so she has Snoop. Oh, that's something you don't. Oh, I have Snoopy. I know Snoopy. You know, yeah, you know the Snoopy. Yeah. Well, what can we do to make your job easier? We want to help you guys. I don't always know if teams understand how much we value interaction with them and feedback. Like, our teams love when they get feedback. They want to know what you think about it. If you don't like something, if you do like something, that is all stuff they want to know. And I think it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, you kind of think, oh, they don't want to hear it. They don't care. They do care. And, um, like, they love it. Like, when they have times, like, we have a couple, um, I have a couple of guys on my team, um, and they, the best thing, they, if they have a scheduled meeting for feedback with somebody that week, they look forward to it because mm-hmm. they want to ask questions. They want to hear what people think. Um, and then they want to implement it. And so that's probably the biggest thing I would say. And I think the next thing is just um, really taking the time to, from my perspective, is try, try stuff. Like, get in there, do it. It's always, you know, anything you do is always a little bit more work. But I think once you understand the ins and outs of things, um, you know it so much more and you care and it shows. And I would say your team's from the the ones that I know the most are usually the ones that have the most feedback. (laughs) So, yeah. And then guess what? You know what teams I like the most? The ones that give the most feedback. So it really is this uh, this pattern of communicate. Like well, Devin really encourages that with our teams. Whenever she rolls something out, she's like, I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. We can't fix it and make it better for you if, if we don't know, if we're not hearing about it. That's true. I love the feedback. <laughs> you can't make it better. You have to know. And I think, too, I think the other thing, too, is we really consider any anybody we work with a, a partner. And that really is that give and take of just saying, hey, this is, you know, we'll hear this is how we want to do it. And I don't know. I know, Devin, we're probably always not the absolute fastest. But have we ever told you no to anything you wanted? Well, no, because um, we have the bat phone and we just pick it up and tell them what we want. I think there might be only like one or two things I've been told no on. Alex Make. is wondering what those are. No, right I don't know what now. those are. Right? I'm pretty sure Make you note. told me no on one thing, Alex. Oh boy. Mm. I know. But what, what percentage on that? Where's, it's like where's point Blake? We need zero one percent. Yeah. It can't. You guys can't be perfect. I know. You have to have some. You know, some things that 
we ask for that's outrageous that you have to tell me no. It's probably too outrageous. I mean, you know us. We're a little outrageous. You're, no, you, you guys so. can't give us everything because if you gave us everything, we would be spoiled. And, you know, we're already spoiled, so you can't over-spoil us. Yeah, you can't over-spoil anybody. I think it's listening. I like being over-spoiled. <laughs> Your dogs are over-spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which I love. Yes. <sighs> All right, you guys. Well, that concludes our episode for today. And we really want to thank Alex for being here from Rent Dynamics. If you guys ever need anything, I'm going to put Alex's personal email and phone number on the um, Instagram post. Just kidding. Do it. Um, but says, no, do it. you guys know that if you guys ever need anything from Rent Dynamics, it's one of our um, you know best client relation, client vendor relationships. So you know, if you guys ever need anything, you want to provide feedback, always feel free to reach out to the Run Dynamics team. They're so amazing. Um, so that really just wraps it all up. You have anything else for us today, Alex? Not at all. Just uh, anything you want to say? Just avoid help Dana avoid raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex, and we'll catch you guys on the fly. Thank Bye. You. That's it for this week's episode of On the Fly with Dana and Devin. Be sure to follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on Instagram at On the Fly with D&D. You don't want to miss our next episode. Catch, Catch you on, on the fly. fly.